0: okie doke uh this is the last episode of the podcast which aren't us for 2023 all right i guess this is gonna be an exciting episode i can take a break for whatever i don't know when i'm coming back but i uh, figure make this the last episode of of the of the episodes the episode podcast this is the last episode ever we'll just say that anyway let's let's say goodnight with the theme song mind that. Hey, hello, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, So this is the last episode of the season. The season one, season whenever. Uh, Might have to take a break, obviously. Um, So uh, this is usually the end of the year recap where I would talk about all the TV shows I watched and enjoyed Movies. All the award shows are usually around this time. Because um, that's what people love to hear about, is... The 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 stuff, the, you know... They love hearing about the latest movies. Hey, Barbie. Remember Barbie? Golden Globe nominees, Oscars, and all that shit. Um, but, uh, as many of you know, this year was probably one of the the few years where I never left the house. The other one being the big pandemic. Um, But this one is uh, kind of volunteer, which is kind of uh, weird. Uh, So anyway, um, I just wanted to uh, say that I I watched One Piece, that One Piece was good. Um, I would probably go through the entire list of TV shows and movies Shows, but I, 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 I don't know, because to me a lot of it was also pandemic, uh, not pandemic uh, strike. <laughs> the strike hit. Um, the twisted metal show came out this year. I thought that was a really fun little show. Last of Us was very okay. I, I think a few episodes were good. Uh, not every episode landed, but selective memory. Uh, Scott Pilgrim on Netflix was one I most recently watched and really enjoyed, actually. Uh, mostly because of the, uh, some of the inside jokes, like, um, Lucas Lee skating around the Americana. I know mean, that was a really good joke. Um, hey, remember Velma came out this year? Yeah. Yeah, no one did. Rayman was a villain, and Captain Laserhawk, remember that? Uh, <laughs> remember Surviving Paradise, that weird show with the have-and-have-nots, and... Yeah, no one did. Alright, so. Um, the Curse came out this year. Uh, that was very... Because uh, the safety uh, is, is usually really good. Um the end did how to a John Wilson uh, that was really sad that was one of my favorite little uh, silly shows um, but that season was kind of weird um, and then the world of video games occurred uh, and that's what the big chunk of this episode is because a lot of things happened we're gonna be talking game awards we'll be talking E3 and we'll be talking about oh it was my favorite game of the year and I will go start with the game of the year for me. I'll start immediately with that because, oh, what's your game of the year? I don't have, I-, I honestly did not have one. I barely played any games this year. Hi-Fi Rush was like right at the start. That was kind of when I had some free time to play some video games. Uh, it was Mario Wonder. I played that on the Switch. That's a life changer. Cause hey, I could play it on the couch. Um, but other than that, like, nothing that's in the big realm of what's a Game of the Year nominee that people remember. I I, I don't play Alan Wake because it's a survival horror game. So, I mean, I watched all the clips. I saw the funny dance sequence FMV thing. I thought that was very weird and funny. And I like the premise of Alan Wake. I love it's a character drama. That's a survival horror. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 came out this year. Love romance options and that, but it's an RPG. I don't really play much RPGs. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out. I love the innovation on trying to get through those temples. I thought that was one of the best things. Um, Spider Man 2 came out this year, but I don't have a PlayStation 5. Also, it means to play it. Um, but I'm sure that would have also worked, but I would be comparing it so much to the original because of, uh, story plots including Aunt May's death in the first one, which I thought was one of the most, uh, tragic story points you can have at the point in there. They actually, uh, made that an actual good point. Um... But yeah, like, this is the time when everyone goes through their game of the year nominees and who wins this, what's your favorite racing game, what's this. Uh, but here's the thing. In addition to I haven't really played a lot of these games, I, I I also will repeat something I said last year. A lot of the winners of the best game are ones that are in the last quarter. So anything that came out like right at the peak, like September, October, typically ends up getting those uh, pickups. Not a lot of people remember how excited they were about Tears of the Kingdom or Mario Wonder in the Summer. Uh, So they're going to ignore those kind of games. They're going to ignore live service games because obviously it's always going. Uh, Which uh, brings me to... Fortnite. if it was to me and i could actually pick what's the best game of the year i would say Fortnite. and i'm not trying to be jokey dabby floss dancy kind of but it's the most impactful game that happened this year because a lot of layoffs happened uh you got to see the merging of harmonics into Fortnite. You got to see the Rocket League people come up with our new racing game in Fortnite. Uh, the Fall Guys people are all, all kind of gone. And I'm guessing they're going to try and make like a Fall Guys in the Fortnite. And they're going to use Fortnite as kind of like an engine to try and compete against the likes of things like Roblox, but with legally acquiring IP for the characters. If that makes any sense. I think that's the direction Epic is going. Uh, they're trying to go against Roblox, and they're trying to go, and Lego Fortnite is essentially Minecraft, just without the Minecraft. Uh, so I feel like they're trying to an everything kind of game, but unlike Elon Musk with X, it's actually not a broken piece of shit, and if it's broken, it's kind of clever and cute because there's a lot of other levels and creative artists making their own little games in there i saw someone try to do a squid games uh someone do a prop hunt in family guy to me i and i will keep saying this my favorite kind of games are ones where the create where there's creativity there's customization where people can create their own little worlds and share i love that that's why i love the little big planet three that's why I really like, um, the, when, I w- when I was championing Minecraft, even though I don't play it, it's because of that creativity and, and game building. So for me, I think Fortnite, for its ability to adapt and to innovate and to use their engine correctly should be the cause to have the game of the year. I think Fortnite is great game, but it, it's also never ending. So it, maybe in 2024, 2025, 2026, there could be massive layoffs. There could be a bankruptcy. The server could shut down. A lot of these creative things could be lost. But for right now, I think Fortnite is that game of the year. I know people like Leaf. Was it not Leaf, League? Leaf League's the baseball game. Is that the. It's the team game with the spooky. Uh, that one has made the rounds recently. Maybe that's a game of the year. I don't know. Exit 8 came out recently. Is that a choice? I mean, those are both horry, cerebral, spooky games. Um, again, I don't play spooky. Fortnite they can go spooky, but you don't have to go spooky. That's what I enjoyed about Fortnite. Even in the Halloween uh, map packs, it was more played for laughs, not jump scare, which is the original Fortnite, which is very funny. Um, So, for me, I'm going to say Fortnite is the game of the year. And if that doesn't count... I would say something maybe like Mario Wonder like like not a lot of like, the choices that came out this year really entertained me enough which I guess is a good thing when it comes to not playing that many video games this year um, maybe the making of Karate Ka and Atari 50 did have an update recently and I think Digital Eclipse is still one of my favorite game companies um, me that's the exciting part. Uh, so if I had to pick one game, it's Fortnite. If I had to pick another, maybe making a Karateka or Super Mario Wonder. But I, I there's not a lot of these big game like yeah the big AAA or even an indie that came out this year that I was really excited about. I'm more excited about what lies ahead. Um, if that makes sense. Uh, so for me, Fortnite I'll say Fortnite and be considered a hack game journalist even though I'm going to go on the defense and say it's just a little big planet now it's Roblox but with IP that's not lawsuits Tommy Tallarico isn't going come to come with with to uh, <laughs> so uh, let's, let's go with that um, Hi-Fi Rush was really fun uh, I enjoyed that Jackbox Party Pack 10, I I, I I, didn't play enough of that to really get a vibe. So I, again, third person, and I would say TKO was the best game. And I think TKO is always a very fun little game, but no one's clamoring Like, we are now in December. I'm not really hearing that many let's do Jackbox other than, like, a hangout here and there, which is kind of the intent. And most of the time, it's still with, like, six to seven people so I don't know why the audience of 20,000. Maybe conventions will make a comeback and there'll be a special celebrity version. I don't know. But, eh, to me, I'm happy with where things are the way they are. Uh, So anyway, pick up Fortnite. I know, I know. Dabbing and Kid Game and Stupid Dance, Floss Dance and the battle royale but there's more than just the battle royale mode there's there's a whole lot more to fortnite than just battle royale these days that that's where i'm coming from please give even if it's just like play for like 10 minutes and go oh okay that's neat and then uninstall i'm okay with that the most disappointing game of the year for me was the aew wrestling game i think that one much like the wrestling company itself is fizzling here and there I think there's good moments and bad moments and it's kind of like a flip of a coin now uh, you know you have your um, they have great pay-per-views and I mean I, I they at one point had CM Punk versus Samoa Joe and that was like a really cool match and I'm like yeah and then it went oh and now he's gone now he's at WWE, which is bizarre, but sure. Um, so that just tells me CM Punk's going to be in the next WWE game and that's going to be out in a few months. And I'm going to be honest, and WWE games have gotten a lot better. They have improved greatly. I just hate the trading cards. I hate waking up and then seeing Greg Miller's face. He's a he's a game journalist, not a fucking WWE superstar. Yes, he's in the in the pre-show and all that, but it's it's too. I will say it's the cringiest thing I've ever seen in the WWE in quite a while. Because when you grow up watching Greg Miller and IGN, you know he loves wrestling. So I'm not like dismissing this. Like I think that's pretty cool, but to me. It's that I cannot take Greg Miller's opinion on WWE games seriously ever again because now there's this netherling. He's in the fucking game. It's kind of like if you ask uh, Austin Creed what his view is about the WWE games, he will be pushing the shit out of it because he works there. That, That to me is where it's like, oh, I don't know. But... Uh, the WWE games have gotten a lot better. There's a lot more customizable uh, matches. There's a fucking steel cage match. The, the controls actually work. You don't have to like. You don't have to learn a lot of controls. You can actually kind of pick up and play uh, WWE just as much as they're trying to push for AEW to do the same. I think AEW's uh, difference is those mini games which are a little half-baked, but I think if they just went into that as the challenge, it'd be a lot funnier and better. I think they just did not know what they wanted to do, so they just said yes to everything, which is kind of the AEW way, and they need to have a focal point and go with it. But to me, that was just the worst game, especially that uh, Battle Royale mode. Ugh. That that's why you don't want to make everything a battle royale. Um, so anyway, uh, that to me is just some of my views on the latest gaming. Um, what what else happened? Um, let me double check to see what's in. Oh yeah, Starfield came out, but that kind of got missed by everybody. Um, I didn't play. I only played like a little bit of it on Game Pass, but it didn't feel like a exciting little uh series uh again if, if the finals also came out maybe that's a game of the year choice you can make last minute um it's a really interesting shooting game i will say it's too early but i will say that might grab the apex people the apex legends people given its squad based combat but i don't know if it will pick up as much as say like the modern warfare shooter people it, 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 it's a different market because everyone's tastes in games are different um, again I don't I like shooter game. I used to grow up with shooters but I loved Fall Guys because it's a battle royale that's a platformer not a shooting game and I thought that was really innovative and then uh, they have now a customizable level creation I thought that was really cool but it just feels empty these days it just feels like we're just waiting for death to just show up and knock on its door and say goodbye fall guys because that's just how it is it's that and x you're just waiting for elon musk to pull the plug on that shit just do the warner brothers discovery shut it down make some money you'll be good all right so now let's move on to some other news did you see the grand theft auto trailer oh my god grand theft auto trailer holy shit the grand theft auto 6 trailer coming out 2025 holy shit, the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. Make no mistake, I love Grand Theft Auto. I am probably one of the biggest fans of it. I thankfully never spend shitloads of money on the online mode, uh, mostly because I usually get kicked off online because the servers crash all the time, at least over here. Um, but I love Grand Theft Auto, and Grand Theft Auto Online, I think that is one of the best game experiences I've had in the like the last decade is that game. That is like one of my favorites. That's like a Fave 5 kind of game experience. So Grand Theft Auto 6, oh man, you'd think I would be so thrilled because we're back in my city and it's Florida, but I think the story is gonna be fun. I think the main character is going to be interesting. I think all that's going to be fine. Don't don't get me wrong. The the plot story is going to be interesting. It's going to be warranting best story, probably game of the year, whenever that game comes out. But I don't know how to feel about getting excited for a game in two years. When I know for a fact and I'm just throwing this out there as a fact, it's going to crash. It's going to be broken. It's going to be buggy. It's cyberpunk. Grand Theft Auto 6 is gonna have a cyberpunk effect. I don't even have to, oh, it's a hunt. I'm guaranteeing it. It's a, it's a fact that's gonna crash day one. It's gonna be buggy. You're gonna wait for it to mess. That's why Rockstar is only currently putting it out for PlayStation and Xbox, not PC. They wanna have a stable build of the game. But here's the catch is in two years time, Maybe they're going to announce another next gen Xbox or next gen PlayStation. So it's going to be last gen, just like how Grand Theft Auto 5 originally came out on PlayStation 4 and then got digitally remastered to PlayStation 5 and all this. So I'm trying to say, don't get, get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up, folks, because it's going to be a fun game. Don't get me wrong, I think it's going to be one of the most visually beautiful games. But it's not gonna be like that trailer, and it's not going to be uh, as flawless as you might think. There's gonna be a lot of bugs and messes because that's the way these games are coming out these days. And even though it's Rockstar, and they're usually good with these kind of things, part of me says, wow, that's gonna be fun. Part of me says this is gonna be Red Dead Redemption 2 online all over again when it comes to their online mode. What's gonna happen? What's the push and shove? I I need to know I think if it's just me what they're going to do is they're going to make the airport in Los Santos uh, an airplane to fly you over to Vice City so you can go to Florida to California back and forth and then sometime in the near future fly you into Liberty City in New York so therefore you have your three way tri-city fun little zone as it were they're obviously going to try and go back to Liberty City sometime in the next 20 years. Just just guessing. Um, for me, I'm I'm surprised is they didn't do bully. They haven't decided to bring back bully. I thought they were like a bully too, but, uh, um, maybe they're, maybe they're gonna bring back table tennis too. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, to me i I think grand theft auto 6 you should wait till like five years from now not two years from now you're gonna be well into college graduated high school probably already have a kid by the time grand theft auto 6 uh is good and stable um i i'm just thinking that's just it's just way far far into the future anyway let's talk about the game awards uh, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards happens every year. People do reactions. I believe no one really watches the Game Awards. They want to watch the reactions to the Game Awards. Because a lot of the time, Jeff Keeley makes a very cringy kind of show because it's not about the awards. It's about celebrities and musical stuff and exclusives. And it, it becomes this sort of annoying kind of show where if, if you want awards, you're not getting the awards. If you want releases, you're there to see someone else react to those releases. And if it's a celebrity, they do nothing. It's like E3, it's like, oh, Timothy Chameley. you're there to plug Wonka. You're not really there to celebrate video games, even though you used to review fucking Xbox 360 controllers. Um, That's to me like what Game Awards is. It could have been worse. It could have been back to the Spike TV era where a girl in a bikini shows up. Maybe next year they'll get a, what's her name? The, 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 not cutie Cinderella. She is actually nice. Uh, what's what's her name? The one that's on kick now, the bikini streamer. Okay, will get one of the bikini streamers to show up with you, you horny bastards. Wouldn't you like that in your game awards? Hey, Hideo Kojima, what next canceled game are you going to announce next? wow PT is coming soon uh, it's, it, it to me is just a waste I think it's a waste I think if you're I think you should not do game awards with this sort of like mini summer games fest I get why because you don't want to go dry into gaming but that's the BAFTAs the BAFTA gaming awards are that so it, it no one really gives them the light of day either Um, to me I I think it's just a um, I don't know who this is for I think the people who watch are there to watch a shit show which tells me Jeff you're making a shit show you should really fix it but he's making a good product it gets millions of views on Twitch and YouTube and all over the place the co-streams obviously are a great way to get more people to watch because you're now watching people watch the Game Awards so you're still watching the fucking show um I think it's just a case of like I don't know why you need it because when I look at Game Awards coverage it is game journalists who dress up and hang out with each other so there is that kind of event, kind of like a mini E3 but they dress up because it's a gala special event But it's mostly out of a goof because the joke is the best dressed game journalist or person at E3, not E3, at the Game Awards because of the the joke of the game journalist having to wear the gaming shirt and the khaki pants and and maybe the blazer with the gaming shirt. That uh, now they're going to wear a fancy dress, a three piece suit, all this sort of shit. That it's a goof. It's all a joke. But they still show up. And I get it, games shouldn't be taken seriously, la-da-da-da-da. But none of this feels like sincere. That to me is where I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go into this. There's no sincerity in the game awards at all, in any direction you look at it. Rather, it's the like the celebrities showing up, they're not sincere, they're plugging shit. The The people who show up to cover the games They're not sincere either. They're just doing a goof. They're just hanging out. It's just an excuse for them to finally hang out with each other and drink because E3 is going away. There is no one's really there to see the awards. They're there to see the exclusive trailer so they can scream. Oh, my God, Sega is back. And then if there is an award, they don't care because, oh, it's not my favorite. Or, hey, that person went great. But when I go up to say thank you, they only get, like, 10 seconds, and then they get shut the fuck down. So even the award aspect, that, hey, thank you to all the gamers and the publishers believe in me, thank you, some It doesn't fucking matter. There's no sincerity in the Game Awards. And to me, I think that's the biggest crime. There's no sincerity in there. When, you, when you're going into the Oscars, or the Grammys, or the, the fucking, like, Emmys, even there is at least a level of sincerity that when someone picks up the award, they're in tears, they're crying, they're excited. Oh my God, I did it. When they're picking up this fucking angel statuette, it did, well, thanks, and then it played off because we have to like air 12 minutes of battlefield map coverage or something. We have to, sh- holy shit, guys, there's a brand new exclusive DLC coming soon. We have to have more commercial breaks. We'll be right back. It, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It does not. It does not work. It's a broken system, and it's a broken event. There's no sincerity. I'm not tutting the journalists. I think to them, they know it's a, it's not sincere, so they're just fucking going to do as much goof as possible. Because it's not sincere, and nobody cares. Even though I think Jeff wants people to care, even though the... And then the publishers that want to sell the the money. I I think they want to care. But it just does not work. It does not work. And then the question is, what do you do? What's the real game award? again, it's tough because I think you have, because the Game Award is more, like, you. do you want to make it like a people's choice where everybody votes? Do you want to make it like uh, the critics' choice where the critics get to choose? Do you want it to be in-house where you have to be in the Academy of Video Game Design and Developers? To me, then that means just wait for the GDC Awards to show up or some sort of thing that's in house kind of award show but those don't get the coverage because it's boring because award shows are mostly boring i don't know if you know this award shows are mostly fucking boring that's why jeff wants it to be like the mtv awards with musical dance numbers and celebrities he it's there's everything and nothing at the same time to me, I think it's a waste of time. I think it's not worth watching it. I did not watch it live at all. I I was, like, asleep. I woke up, and the only thing I saw was, oh, cool, they did a dance from Alan Wake 2, and Sega is back. Neat. I don't know what Sega is back means, so I look into it. Oh, they're making a new... Crazy Taxi game—that's great. I like Crazy Taxi. I like uh, Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio to my other friends. Um, it, it's a—it's—it's it, it's a busted system, and it, to me, it's like oh, none of this matters. It's, just, it's like E3. It's—it's it's a walking commercial, walking billboard to me jeff knows how to track that that gaming audience on twitch and that but it's for the weirdest ways and i think summer games fest is this other plan of attack and i think that is what really did e3n in addition to a lot of online so for me game awards i'm glad it's gone i will the game awards isn't gone i just think you shouldn't watch them it doesn't matter what's your favorite game that, that's all that matters. What's your favorite game? I, 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 I think that's the biggest issue is when it comes to gaming, we're not celebrating gaming enough. We are basically trying, we're doing the fucking, like, fucking console fight again. The console wars, as they used to call them. Well, I like Xbox, PlayStation's duty. We're That's what you're fucking doing these days. Ooh, I like Boulder's Gate 3, but I don't want Mario to win. No, Zelda's the best game, not Mario. That's what you fucking do. When, When Game of the Year shows up on Giant Bomb and it's a big fight over what's the best game... I fucking don't watch because it's not exciting, it's not thrilling, it's, it, it, it's not a who's the best opinion because everyone's fucking tastes and games are different. And to me, that is the biggest monstrosity with gaming when it comes to the game of the year. What is it? What's your game of the year? Oh, but, but. You know, an esports person is gonna have a different opinion. somebody who loves horror games or somebody who loves jrpgs or someone like me that loves bizarre weird indie games it's all different it's all changing and instead of celebrating hey look at all of us which is also what giant bomb used to do with the top 10 list when they got guests to do i love that to me that is what i love not the fucking let's fight on the podcast so what i see is It's not a celebration of gaming, it's not, hey, we're all here together, like what Jeff Keeley wants. It's a let's duke it out and let's fight and, and you'll be unhappy at the end, but you won't care who wins because whoever shows up on stage is gone in 10 seconds and we're already ignored because the next season's batch of Game Awards are coming up because here's a trailer for another broken game here's cyberpunk 2077 2 or some bullshit like that that you'll see in three years down the line win a game award someone says hi and then there's another award for another fucking game it's cyclical it's annoying it's not worth your fucking time that's what i'm trying to get at trailers and getting excited for trailers i'm mixed now because games have proven to me to be broken messes at launch so badly, that I don't know why people still do it. Oh, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad there's a crazy taxi. I'm glad there's there's Jet Grind Radio. But is it gonna be a polished game, or is it gonna be like a twenty dollar budget title? Like, we don't know. Should I really get excited about Grand Theft Auto 6 knowing it's going to crash on my PlayStation 5? like Grand Theft Auto 4 did. I'm sorry, Grand Theft Auto 5 did and when they launched. Like, to me, that is where we're at. It's a annoying fucking sick system. And I think it doesn't do justice for all the developers and artists and all these people who make the games because instead of celebrating the games or just fucking playing the games or watching people play games on Twitch or whatever, it's disposable. Oh, we fit the game. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, we enjoyed that game. Let's go on to the next one. Look at this game. Well, it's not as good as this game. Yet, yeah, yeah, there is no appreciation, even if it's a, an indie game that took three people five years, or a AAA game that had hundreds of people and they had mocap and all this other shit. It's still, the fucking thing. Does Mortal Kombat count as a game of the year? That came out this year. Street Fighter uh, Six came out this year. I thought that would be getting some traction. Could that be a game of the year? I think so. I think if someone says my favorite game this year was Street Fighter VI or Mortal Kombat, I I wouldn't judge. I think those are great choices, but when you have things like the Game Awards and these are your set games, it's a tut tut. It's like, well, your choice doesn't fucking matter. And when you're online, it doesn't fucking matter. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3 should be your game. It, it annoys the shit out of me. Every year this happens, and every year I get sick of it. And none of it matters in the long standing thing because here's a fucking ad for you to pre order a game or add to your wishlist on Steam or some other garbage gook that just doesn't fucking matter. I think games are fun. I think they're entertainment. I think they are the best bang for your buck out there in terms of a medium. But we got to stop, like, I still think we, are, we it hasn't updated. It hasn't improved. It hasn't grown because you have live service games, which are just kind of like mini casinos where they get money all the time and doesn't need to adapt and innovate. You have AAA games that don't know what the trends are gonna be five years down the line, so they're hoping Battle Royale still su- succeed, or they hope people still like zombies, but maybe they like vampires, maybe they like pirates, I don't fucking know, is it Blood and, what is that, Blood and Skulls? Skull, Skull, Skullduggery? Skull, the, the, the pirate game. That pirate game isn't even out yet. Not One Piece. Uh, it, it's, to me, it doesn't matter. I think it's it's all commercial, and you don't have to fucking watch the Game Awards to watch the fucking trailers because they're all up on YouTube. Which brings me to talking about the final part of this episode, the E3. You notice how everything's on YouTube now? You never notice that everyone does reaction videos to a Nintendo Direct or a State of Play? And you get to see the same gamer faces that, oh my god, there's a new Metroid, that kinda of shit that is the fucking system we are in now. It sucks, but that's how modern gaming is. I don't watch review. I don't watch reactions. I will say this right now. I don't watch reactors, because to me, I think reactors are either going to be honest, and they're just going to be like, I don't... Sure. Okay. Or, they have to be fucking over the top and go, yo, dude, let's go! And it's like some bullshit that Really, only a few people care about. It, most likely, in his sector, like it, it doesn't matter. And when you have events like that, when the Summer Games Fest occurs, it's all just commercial. Here's a commercial. Here's a commercial. This is coming out next year. This is coming out this year. This is coming out right now. Pre-order now. It's coming out. Hey, do this, then that. We have a new thing coming up. This is coming up, and this is coming up, and this is gonna come out. And hey, this game is great on Xbox. Hey, this game is, this. and we're gonna lower the price on this. And hey, we have this, and we have this. And Game Pass has 20 new, new games. That's all you fucking get, you get. It's basically, you're just looking at commercials. It's probably the weirdest event out there. And E3 used to be kind of like this meeting of the minds situation. I'm not gonna say meeting of the minds like developers or developers. I'm sure there was little bits and pieces there. But it used to be, with E3, it's brick-and-mortar retailers. Like, your Kmart's, your Walmarts, your mom-and-pop stores, your your GameStops, your FYEs. And they would show up, and here's a publisher going, Hey, this is a brand-new game by Midway, and Atari, and you should really check this out. And they would be placing orders at E3. It's an expo. To It's a trade show, basically. Hey, look at what's going on. And then... It became this sort of but i want the gamers to show up there and play the games because they can get excited and hype and that's the secondary market that's when it became more of the 90s 2000s egm Gamespot. spot i'm gonna start my own gaming publisher and i'm gonna to go to e3 i almost went a couple of times um and it's not really that fun i I don't know if anyone knows this, but the the real people who are journalists who go to E3 will tell you E3 is not fucking fun. You are in one corner of the convention center, and you have a meeting in an hour at the whole other side of the convention center. But you have to weasel your way through four different booths, and along the way, you might meet somebody. You might say hi to somebody. You might get interviewed for something. You might play a demo. You're trying to kill time to get to that little booth, but at the same time, maybe you're hungry, you're thirsty, you have nothing to eat, nothing to drink, and, oh, I guess I have to pose with this booth babe now all of a sudden, because, okay, hey, how's it going, get the Konami car, whatever. It's not fun. Every single time you read about E3, it's, oh my god, look at these games, it's great, but behind the scenes, the journalists sound like they're not having fun, they're not happy it's it's just not a good experience because they're up to 1, 2 o'clock finishing up the recap of what happened that day at E3 it's not it was never a fun, it's not an exciting thing, what's fun is posing with the booth babes, getting the free swag and playing the game demos, which is kind of what you can do already at PAX you can do that at, uh, what, what is it, uh, the, I can what the fuck is that other one, the, 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 the music one, that one, I'm sure there's a, your local convention center, your local anime convention center has video games, and you can do the same fucking shit, it, it's, it's not worth it anymore, there's no need for it anymore, when E3, There's no video games in the brick and mortar stores. I don't know if you know this. Everything's gone fucking digital. There's only a few physical copies. And I think that's Amazon. And Amazon doesn't fucking need to go to E3. They go to fucking Amazon. They go to Walmart if they need to. The the last time I went to Walmart. The video game case is now in the back. And it's one shelf. Like it's it's gone it's not that big line wall with the three tvs and you can play nintendo xbox playstation it is like oh here's some xbox here's some switch here's some playstation and mostly it's just controllers and keyboards and headphones it's all physical hardware it's not fucking software that those days are fucking gone There's no need for brick and mortar to fucking sell video games. There's really no need for them to show up. So then who's the next market? Journalists. Journalists are not fucking around anymore. They're not fucking around anymore. No, no, they just don't exist anymore because blogs have kind of disappeared because they got bought up by multi-billion dollar corporations and get fizzled out. They get owned by GetFandom or whatever. So then there's massive layoffs. So then you end up with things like Aftermath or Second Wind. And they have to start their own fucking gaming websites. And it and they have to continue that trend. But their voices don't fucking matter anymore. You, there's no Sushi X. I don't know if you notice. Like the days of like Jeff Gersman's opinion like being huge... I mean, I respect Jeff, but they don't fucking matter as much as, say, Ninja, or XQC, or Quackity, or these Twitch streamers, so it's easier for a publisher to say, well, fuck Jeff, I'm gonna pay, like, $100,000 for Carl Jacobs to play my fucking game, and he'll say it's great, and I get the publicity, it's great. When Chef wouldn't, you know, be a diehard analytical, I have to respect the reader, the consumer, this is all about what you should and shouldn't buy on the standpoint of how I feel about the game and its value, those days don't fucking matter anymore. And those days of reviews don't fucking matter anymore because guess what you have? You have angry video game nerd kind of bullshit artists. So now video games don't have to be good or bad. You have to be fucking terrible, the worst fucking thing on earth. Or if it's just a broken game with a couple of glitches, well, this isn't great. And if it's just some sort of moderately, like, political opinion where there's maybe a black uh, character that's the main, or there's a gay love interest, or some sort of slightly progressive storytelling, ooh, it's woke. Don't buy this game. Uh, 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 uh. You get those bullshit artists. Some reviews don't fucking matter as much as they used to, but apparently they do if you care about Metacritic and you give a about the Steam reviews and the Steam Workshop. None of it, none of it matters on the consumer standpoint because people fucking lie. They all lie because they want to be entertained. they want to tell jokes, they want to be that trending gamer of the year. And the people who are the trending gamers, they don't have to tell you the truth if they get paid All they have to do is disclose, this is sponsored by Ubisoft. This is sponsored by Microsoft. This is sponsored by Sega. They're off the hook. It's a great game, check it out. Oh my God, this is really cool. Look at this level. That's it. That's all they get to do. And that's the future of fucking gaming. So, if it's not for brick and mortar people who have to make orders because everything's on fucking Steam or on their own physical console workshops, It's not for journalists because it's all consumer reports. They are all social media influencers and they have a TwitchCon, a VidCon, what have you. Then who is it for? The gamers? Cause there's PAX, there's all these other places. There is no other way. There's no need for an E3. E3 eventually in that like mid-2000s that Reggie fills i a I'm here to kick ass and take games and play games Well, that was because the internet was growing the word of mouth. Let's start the battle console war bullshit but That same day there's an Xbox conference. Maybe there's a PlayStation conference And you're trying to get the right eyeballs at the right time and do that who wins E3 bullshit that doesn't fucking matter It's like the Game Awards So what happens is, with E3, going the last one where it was like a summer games fest with different trailers, I thought that was a really good one. Uh, Golden Boy, friend of the show, was the host. I like that. Greg Miller, enemy of the show, was friend of me. Not really an enemy. Just just want to get Steve. Greg's fine. (laughs) Uh, uh, Jing, friend of the show, was on the circle. Uh, also was a host. Like, they're great ideas. And I thought it was a fine way to review what E3 is, but obviously it's not the big event anymore. And then Summer Games Fest comes along and gets all of these exclusives because you have, you know, Jeff has connections with Kojima and has connections with EA and has connections with all these other companies because of his 20 plus years in the industry. He can basically, I say usurp, but basically build his own version of that in a way that's more forward-thinking than an E3 boof babe. I don't think you... You don't need people to go into hypes to play video games anymore to promote your game. You can now do that at VidCon, you can do that at TwitchCon, you can do that at PAX. You can do that at a local, you can do that at C2E2, what Jackbox does. You don't need to fucking make a PAX entrance. A lot of indie studios don't even own the fucking thing. They just have to rent them, it's kind of sad. Um, so so for me, there's no need for an E3 there at all. Because unless you're there to have the, oh my God, the journalists hanging out meet up, that doesn't fucking matter because again TwitchCon and VidCon exist so you can have your meetups there you can have uh, your summer games fest meetup you can have those exclusive events like Nintendo does and Xbox does every so often or I guess the game awards as the case may be I don't fucking know why but that's there anyway to me I don't think there is a need Twenty-three. There's no need for a a a hangout kind of bullshit thing because everything has gone digital. When you're Nintendo, you can control your trailers and hey, check this out. Hey, check a look, and there it is. There's your new Zelda. There's your new Mario Party or Mario Kart or whatever. And then every so, hey, maybe this is the part where. Uh, Devolver Digital will show up and have their own weird uh, fake check-a-look outlet and have their own goofs on what they have publishing coming up because they're still a small indie studio. I mean that's the direction of gaming is these trailers on YouTube and share them on social and word of mouth advertising and then play them on streaming. And maybe you'll buy them, but most likely you won't because it's on Game Pass, or maybe you will, and it's on Steam, or maybe you'll buy a Humble Bundle. You there's lots of ways to buy these fucking games these days. And the only thing that suffers is the lack of physical, obviously, because eventually these things get pulled off the stores and all of that good stuff. So you are without. you're without him you're, you're, so, so it's, it's, it's a bit of a red flag um, but that's just kind of where the digital digital forever is and then of course maybe it'll be up on internet archive maybe it'll be vaporware I don't know uh, so for me I don't think there is a need for an E3 the proof is that Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer that came out two weeks ago it was, quote unquote, leaked, but it, it got the word of mouth on Twitter way bigger, probably just as much as, you know, if it was an E3, if not more so. That's where gaming is going. Unfortunately, if you, I know, that I would up watching G4 and the E3 and I grew up, things have moved on. Things have changed. That's the biggest issue is a lot of these games that used to take maybe one to two years have to take four or five years. A lot of these um, ways that we cover games are no longer the, hey, here's a preview of this game. We talked to the developers, and they said there's going to be 14 levels. That doesn't exist anymore. There's still interviews. There's still all sorts of things they could do, but it's easier... If they just had uh, money to throw at a content creator and had them sell the fucking game instead of a journalist, it's way easier to have, uh, their own YouTube channel and just spill the fucking trailer than giving it to GameSpot giving it to, uh, IGN. And that's why IGN is kind of, I don't know if you know this, IGN is kind of a wreck but not in a bad way, in a, they're desperate like GameSpot in every way because they're, because them and GameSpot have that same sort of, we need the eyeballs, we need the advertising revenue, pop-up ads, click parades, all those old stuff that you remember in the 2000s. But because gaming is no longer written, it's visual, they have to come up with new text-based things and new visual ways and New hiccups to try and get you to keep clicking and going here and there. It becomes a sort of hot mess where you're like, oh, that's why they're covering movies and TV shows. That's why uh, you have to see them say this stuff. Oh, I get it now. And it becomes uh, ugly. It's not good. Um, so, the beginning of this year, we were. We were We did a podcast because we were going to be talking about what's the current trends in the world of video games and content and all that. And this is the last episode of the podcast of this year. And we saw the death of E3. We are seeing the death of game journalism, minus these up-and-coming places. We are seeing the rise of, I would say, honest commentating, thanks to HBomberguy's recent video about plagiarism. I thought that was one of the better YouTube videos to ever come out that tells me maybe things like um, Nebula is going to have more gaming content in the future. I have more vetting processes. You have seen the rise of indie games. You've seen the rise of indie games be kind of not indie games with things like Dave the Diver. You have seen um, the rise of game journalism being people who just scream for no reason. TikTok. People being weird and somewhat game-related, I guess. But it's a uh, it's a weird world. And when you see the death of X, the rise of Discord, the rise of community-driven content, I I think that's where you're going to see the next future wave of gaming content, etc. So I'm going to end this episode, I know it's almost an hour with my, my my future takes quote unquote future takes, besides things like Grant the Phone is going to be broken and things like, oh there's going to be our game awards, you're going to cheer and nothing's going to matter, because that's all mean that's all, you know, mean world bad brain evil world I think the way the gaming is going to be headed is sincerity I think what we're going to be seeing is the uh the millennial gen z kind of uh, ironic dude bro comedy when it comes to gaming i think you're gonna see that go away well it's gonna exist but it's gonna be seen as a next level of cringe it's that how do you do fellow kids oh i know i don't like shrek games but i'm doing shrek game that that's gonna go away Not to dismiss Brian David Gilbert, I think he's a funny person, but that was his whole gaming shtick. I'm glad he's adapting and changing and innovating. That's all gonna go away. I think that's gonna go away next year. That's gonna be the start of the Plymouth of, can we get rid of this fake, insincere, ironic bro comedy in gaming? I think it's gonna be in favor of more, you're wearing what you enjoy on your sleeve. So, you're going to be seeing a lot more brands uh, get into a weirder world. So, you're going to see more streetwear with Nintendo logos. You're going to be seeing more Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, not Funko Pops, but like actual cool shit. Like maybe there is letter keychains with Sonic the Hedgehog that's officially licensed. Or you're going to be seeing more uh, Etsy stores with licenses from Atari being used. So now people are making like Pac-Man coasters in Etsy that's handmade and officially licensed by Atari. You're gonna see more of that. You're gonna be more seeing more sincere fandom in the next year. I think that's that whole, let's just shit on bad things is going to go away. I, I know the lit people enjoy things meme is already melted and burnt but i think it's going to be more of a if the game is bad just we're just not going to we're just going to fucking ignore it we have more things on we have more things to worry about we're just it it sucked but let's move on that that's going to be the direction i think there's going to be people who are going to see the bad things and go into that angry video game nerd, let's tear it to pieces, bullshit thing. And I'm sure there'll be one or two new faces of angry video game nerd, let's hate the bad thing out in the world. But I don't think that's gonna be the majority. And I don't think that's gonna be the trend. I think that's gonna be like the ironic bro still hanging on to the trend that's dying. Uh, it's going to be more, hey, I fucking made a handmade fucking, uh, I, I made Alan Wake cosplay. We're going to see more cosplay, essentially. Uh, we're going to be seeing more genuine love of games that they enjoyed, whether it's retro games, modern games, what have you. It's going to be a more positive gaming thing. I think the problem is then the publishers are going to try and adapt that and turn that into yourself a brand They're going to try and hook you into being the spokesperson for those games because it's even more of a niche, so it's even better. It'd be like, because I post a lot about hamburgers and food, if suddenly like McDonald's reaches out and goes, Hey, we're going to release the McJordan Burger again from the 90s. We want you to talk about it. It's gonna be that, but instead of like 100,000 subscribers, it's gonna be very niche, 1,500 smaller company kind of things. And that's gonna be their new thing because why throw $100,000 at a big content creator when I couldn't get all these people for free or with merch or with coupons? We'll give you a gift basket. If you say this, it's a $100 value things like that that's the 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 unfortunate future of gaming i think journalism is going to be reaching a renaissance i think we're going to about four years ago we saw the rise of zines in gaming i think those are going to unfortunately disappear but it's going to bring into things like um I wouldn't say Substack. I would say more like what Aftermath is doing, these kind of communal kind of gaming websites that are going to be, uh, I would say, more editorialized and more moderated. I think that's kind of where things are going to be heading. I think you're going to see a lot less... I don't think blogging is going to make a comeback, necessarily. I don't think Twitter is going to make a comeback. I think people are already coming back after Blue Sky and Threads. But it's going to be in smaller batches until that fucking place crashes and burns. I think what you're going to see is game... Like, the way people are going to enjoy gaming is different. It's going to be, yes, reaction, Twitch things... is going to be more of the norm. And I think what you're going to be seeing is more collaborational kind of streaming more community based streaming and more uh, community based word of mouth not here is the official EA games discord server but you're a twitch streamer who plays wrestling games like New Legacy and WWE 2K reaches out for you to be this and do more of that things like that is where I'm thinking the is going to be heading I think you're going to be seeing less. um, I think there's going to be more hype still. More exclusive trailers. Um, I think that what you're going to be seeing, however, is more clever ways to put those out. Uh, That's not alternate reality games. I think it's going to be more surprises. Or it's going to be more of a... uh, Hey, did you see... uh, uh, Mr. Beast, last video, he had the exclusive trailer for this game. It's going to be things like that. It's going to be like, oh, we snuck this in, check out this QR code, here's the trailer. That's going to be kind of where things will be going. I, I, I don't think it's going to be fully positive. I think there's still going to be that pushback. But I think it's going to be more of the rise of sincerity, the more of the rise of why people like games mattering more than here's the newest game uh i'm also going to gamble this is my gambly guess is we are going to be seeing um you're gonna be seeing the rise of people like why they like games that's where i think the direction is going to be heading it's the why people like games approach it, it's gonna be more of that. Uh, my 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 prediction next year is a lot of the games that people are looking forward to next year are gonna be delayed till the year after. So you're gonna be seeing a lot of well, there wasn't that many games this year. All the games are next year. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And you're gonna see someone come up with the clever idea of why well, just play this like three year old game? It's pretty good. Have you heard of it? Heard of this five year old game? Hey, what games did you play when you were five, ten, Game Boy, whatever? And that's going to be the direction. It's not a retro surge, but it's going to be more of let's look at our old archive, let's look at our backlog, and let's uh, play some of those games for once. I think that is where gaming is going. I think there's still going to be new games, don't get me wrong, but I I think it's going to be one of those backlog years. But I think it's going to be a backlog year under the guise of celebrating games, and I think it's going to be a more positive year compared to, well, well, this year was still very positive, but it's still more of that everything is not sincere. You're, you're excited about the games. That's your sincere is your excitement for a commercial. But it's still not sincere. You have to really figure out, oh, this is not coming out for a few years. It's going to be probably a buggy mess. Let's just give them time. Instead of let's make 5,000 fucking articles about what we can expect in the new Grand Theft Auto 6 game. That's where I'm heading. That's my thought process. And to me... That's the uh, worst part. That to me needs to be fixed. Um... I, I think movies are going to again continue going streaming. I think TV shows are going streaming. I think you're going to see more regular channels use streaming shows on there. I know uh, Murder in... The, only Murders in the buildings is going to ABC soon. It's going to be things like that. Um maybe we should just um it's there's an overabundance of content and consumption and a lot of things that should have been getting season twos and threes aren't that we're gonna try our best to bring them back or oh yeah that existed and let's try and salvage what we can before warner brothers deletes it or playstation deletes it or whatever that that to me is the way things are going I also think things could be a lot better but uh, you never know anyway um, this concludes our uh, last episode of 2023 I hope you guys have a happy holiday season enjoy some video games this year classic games new games whatever Uh, whatever is your game of the year that's my game of the year as well that's a lie, but. yeah Anyway. That's gonna do it for tonight's episode. Uh, see you next year when I can. And I'll see you soon. Stern Signing off. Good night.